Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Good to see you today. Welcome home. If you are new this morning, uh, my name is Kyle, and I'm glad you're here today. Welcome Columbus Connecting Point. Thanks for coming today. We are continuing in a series today called Come Get It. And so this morning, as before we get into that today, I want to say thank you for those that went and got candy uh, for the trunk or treat because people came and got the candy. And so we just had a great time together. Someone told me that we had close to a thousand people from our community come through. So let's just give God a hand. That's awesome. That's awesome. So thank you for your hand in that. And uh, we are, like I said, we're in a series called Come and Get It. And this series is all about coming and getting more of God, more of God's wisdom, more of his understanding, more of his nature, more of his heart. And so we hope that through the course of this series, you have been seeking more and more of God. Today, we are looking looking at how we can come and get infinitely more than we could ask or imagine. That's where we're going today, that we could get infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Say that with me, that we can get infinitely more than we could ask or imagine. So when we think of this word infinitely more, it means abundance. It means exceedingly, abundantly more than we could ever imagine. Um, a while back, uh, my mower broke. Our, we have a push mower, and it broke. And my wife had given our dog a, a toy that, to play with in the yard. It was one of these plastic toys. And it was buried in the grass, and I didn't notice it. And long story short, I ran over it, and it took one of the wheels off of the mower. And so I wasn't upset at all. Uh, that'd be a, that's not true, but <laughs> I was a little bit upset. And so uh, our neighbors, Tom and Tiffany, who actually attend here, they're good friends of ours. We've borrowed stuff of each other's all the time. And so I said, hey, Tom, can I borrow your mower just so I can finish the yard? And he said, yeah. And one of the things on our mower is the self-propel on our lawnmower, which was unrelated to what broke, hasn't worked in a long time. In fact, in the beginning, it worked, but it's been so long that I'd forgotten how much work it was to push the mower. So when I borrowed Tommy's mower, I remembered how much infinitely better it is to have self-propel on your mower than it is if you don't have self-propel on your mower. I got to thinking about that sometimes in our life. We go throughout life and we, sometimes we have a tendency to make our own decisions. And it's just infinitely better when God is in the picture, Amen. When he's helping us and pushing us through the the hard parts and the good parts and the in-between parts. Paul could talk all about this. If you don't know Paul, he was an apostle for Jesus Christ, but he has quite a backstory, to be quite honest with you. Paul was someone who persecuted Christians. In fact, he had set himself up against the gospel of Jesus Christ. And much like we hope that all people have, he had an encounter with Christ in the book of Acts that revolutionized and changed his life. And he went from infinitely more damage to the kingdom of God to infinitely more good for the kingdom of God. And he writes in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, the scripture that we're going to be unpacking today and talking about for just a little bit. He says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can imagine. And the way he says it there, the way that we might ask or we might think. 
In other words, what he's saying here, he's kind of concluding a chapter here, and he says that we can accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I don't know if you thought about that before, but the reality is when we're following God, we can accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or imagine. And in fact, I would even go this far as to say that every one of you that are following God, and those in Columbus following God, I believe that some of the things that infinitely more take place for the kingdom of God will not be revealed until you get to heaven. There are people that you've impacted that maybe don't let you know how much you mean to them. Or maybe there's people that have impacted you that you've not told them how much they mean to you or how they've influenced you. But the reality is there is more taking place than you can even believe when we are obedient and we are following Christ. Amen? Amen. So if you were to translate this you know, into today's language, if I was talking to one of my children, it simply means that God's power put to work in your life will blow your mind. Say that with me. God's power put to work in your life will blow your mind. Now, I have shared a story several different times. If you've been around this church for a while, you may have heard this story. But I have told this story, but I just learned here just this week that there's actually more to this story. It's a story about uh, this man who was a missionary in the 50s who went over to Ecuador, and there was this Indian tribe that um, basically was godless and, and had been violent. And this missionary goes over and um, he tries to share Christ with this tribe and they, they kill him, they murder him. And about two years later in 1958, this man's wife, her name was Elizabeth Elliot, she goes over and she shares Christ with the very people that murdered her husband. I mean, and that's, you look at that and you say, that is the, the, the you know, infinitely more love than, than we could even fathom. But what I learned this week is not only did this lady go over and, and, and share Christ with these people who murdered her husband, but I, I read this week, Adam actually sent me this article that she actually took her daughter and they lived with the people that murdered her husband and began to share Christ with the people that murdered her husband. What am I getting at? God's power put to work in your life will blow your mind. So I want to talk today not only about Paul's transformation and, and this story that I'm talking about, but I want to give you four ways today that infinitely more can happen. Okay, Here's the first way. Jesus can accomplish infinitely more in your heart and in your mind than you can conceive possible. I mean, this lady's story, right, in Ecuador, that's a story of God doing infinitely more than you could conceive possible. I shared a, uh, an article that a friend of mine wrote on Facebook. You can go to my Facebook page and read it. And he talks about how he was arrested early on in 2000s for a DUI, and he was taken to jail. And after that, he became a Christian, and, and God began to use him in, in amazing ways. But he writes in this article, he posted it on Facebook for everybody to read, and it, and it shares in this article that he ran in just to, into the other day uh, the police officer that arrested him. And he said, hey, you arrested me for a DUI in 2000-whatever, 
And the, she, he writes in the article that the police officer kind of looked at him like, where is this going? <laughs> and he said, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you because it was, it was, you know, I'm probably butchering the story a little bit, but I want to thank you because it was that moment in my life that changed my life. In other words, what he was saying here is, is that Jesus accomplished infinitely more through the prison cell, infinitely more in my heart and in my mind than, than I could even conceive possible. And I know it's probably crazy for someone that you arrested to come to you and thank you, but here's the deal today. I just want to thank you for, for taking me to jail. I mean, he writes it a little bit better than that. And the lady's like, you're welcome. And this morning, you know, I don't know your story. I don't know if you're, you're hurt or you're angry or you're frustrated or you're just wanting answers or, or you're trying to figure out wisdom or you're just needing encouragement. I mean, I don't know. I don't know your story. I don't walk with you. But I can tell you today that God wants to accomplish infinitely more than what you can think about what you can imagine. In Ezekiel, it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove you from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Second way, Jesus can accomplish infinitely more through your pain than you can conceive is possible. I'm a baby with pain. Like some of you guys, can, have you ever been around somebody you can pinch their arm off and they're just like, it doesn't hurt? You know, if you just pinch my arm, just a little bit, dude, stop. In fact, my son, Noah, he will come up behind me and he'll my dad, actually, he'll give my dad shoulder rubs, and my dad has a high pain tolerance, so Noah can just dig into my dad's shoulders, and he's just back there just, you know. And if he starts to do that to me, I'm like, quit. Stop. And he'll just laugh at me. He's like, you have, you're a wuss. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I am. I'm not talking about massage pain, you know, from someone giving you... But Jesus can accomplish infinitely more through pain than you thought possible. I don't know your story yet again. I don't know the pain that you're dealing with now. But I know that God doesn't waste any part of our life. He doesn't waste any part of our story. You know, they say that you don't, that like with a pig, you know, people can use any part of a pig. Spiritually speaking, God can use any part of your story for his glory if it's available. Paul, he, he writes this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says, for our present troubles are small. Can I be honest? When we're dealing with present troubles, they don't seem small, do they? The Bible tells us that the number of hairs on our head are numbered, that Jesus knows the number of hairs on our head, which tells me that Jesus cares about what we care about. He doesn't just care about what I care about or what you care about. He cares what, what 
about what everybody cares about. And yet, Paul says, for our present troubles are small and they won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory. What? Paul is suggesting here that our troubles have the opportunity to, pres- to produce glory? That they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs the troubles, and that will last forever. So then he says this, So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be gone. Some of you are parents and grandparents, or you're an uncle, or you're an aunt, and you get those things in your Facebook feed, like I got the other day where Luke is two years old, and he's riding a gator up to our neighbor's house to, you know, to get candy, and now he's six years old, and, and I look at my son Noah, who's, whose voice is changing, he didn't want me to tell you that, Who, who's getting taller, who's just about to pass me in height, And I'm thinking, man, alive, where did the time go? And my dad is looking at me, and I'm 40-some years old, and he's saying the same thing. And my grandma, who's 90-some years old, is looking at my my 60-some-year-old dad and saying the same thing. And even more than those things that we can wrap our mind around. Life here on earth is but a vapor. The things that we tend to focus on and see, Paul says, aren't the things we should always focus on. For the things now will be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. I alluded to it earlier. Another thing is Jesus can accomplish infinitely more through your availability than your ability. Think about that for just a minute. Jesus can accomplish infinitely more through your availability than your ability. You can sing really, really well, but are you available? You have the gift of encouragement, but is it available to God? You have the gift of serving, but do you serve? You have the gift of leading, but are you leading? What good is ability if it isn't available? It's interesting. One of the things that Paul, who um, wrote a lot of the New Testament, who'd been on three missionary journeys and one of, was one of the greatest um, carriers of the gospel to the Gentiles and, and, and to the churches. It's interesting that before Paul was a Christian, he was passionate and zealous. After he became a Christian, he was passionate and zealous. The only difference was who it was available to. See, God, see, God, He purges our heart and he forgives our sins, but he doesn't take away our strengths. Paul was using his zeal against God's kingdom, and when he came into relationship with God and he said, hey, you have all of me, now Paul's zealousness was being used for God's kingdom. 
God can infinitely more use your availability in ways that you can't even imagine. I think, if I'm getting this story right, that there was a little boy who had a lunch, and he might have fed about 5,000 people because he simply made it available to Jesus. On paper, it wasn't enough. In fact, it was infinitely insufficient. But he made it available. And God did infinitely more than he could even imagine. He does it with our heart. He does it with our mind. He does it with our pain. He does it with our gifts when they're available. To give glory to God. Now, all glory to God, who is able. Who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think? God, who is able. Say that with me. Who is able. Columbus, he is able this morning. Church, he is able this morning to use your pain, to, to mend your broken heart, to, to, to help give you clarity of mind, to give you wisdom, to, to allow you to trust folks. He is able. God is a good God when things are good, and he is a good God when things are bad. He is a good God when we are confused. He is a good God when they're confused. He is a good God when we don't understand. He is a good God when things go wrong. He is a good God when things go right. He is a good God in the middle of whatever you are doing. With and he is able to carry you, hold you, encourage you, hold you accountable, deal with whatever you're dealing with. It's not about you, it's not about me, it's all about him. He is able. What God desires to accomplish in you will, in part, understand this be for those around you. He didn't give you those gifts and those abilities just for you to toot your own horn. He gave you those gifts and those abilities, that compassionate heart, those encouraging words, that leadership, whatever it is that, that, that God has given you. He gave that to you to encourage other people and draw people to Christ. What God desires to accomplish in you will be in part for those around you, and it will go infinitely more than you can ask or imagine. So, this person came up to me several years ago, and he goes, hey, you know, at camp, um, you, uh, you really helped my son years ago. I said, really, what did I say? He said, well, you said, and I thought it was this great big thing. He goes, you said, hang in there. <laughs> and what else? That's it? Well, who hasn't said that? Evidently, God used that infinitely more than, than the amount of thought I put into that. 
I mean, if you are a person who cares about people, which is everybody in this room, everybody in Columbus and everybody online, at some point in your life, someone has said that to you and we all should have said that to someone at some point, hang in there. It's nothing special. Make sure and write that down, right? Hang in there. Can I tell you today, God can take infinitely more, not just your best day, not just your most amazing thing you've done or said. He just takes whatever you make available to him and he just feeds the 5,000. So for some of us today, I think we have to choose to believe that God is able to accomplish infinitely more than whatever's on your mind right now. I don't have any idea. I don't know what's on your mind. I know what's on my mind, but I don't know what's on your mind. I don't. But I can tell you that whatever's on your mind, I'll just use that as an example. There's a lot of things that we could be thinking about that aren't on our mind, but what's on your mind right now? What if you choose to believe that God could accomplish infinitely more in whatever's on your mind? What would happen if we would begin to believe that all we're called to do is be faithful and obedient and trust that God is bigger than we are and he can see what we can't see, what others can't see, and what we can't even see about ourselves. And that he would, he would do infinitely more. I shared this story before, but it fits. Years ago, I wasn't a Christian. I went to the YMCA for a year or two, didn't pay, stole some candy from a grocery store when I was working there. I came to Christ, started asking God what I needed to do. He said, what do you think you need to do, idiot? You need to, get, you need to make it right with those people. So I sent this letter to the, you know, and all this stuff that, any, you know, that God would call any of us to do. And I just mailed it, and I said, okay. And God then used it infinitely more. The guy gets the letter at the Y, and he eats breakfast with my uncle. And my uncle says, why would... Why would Kyle do this? And it was an opportunity for Christ to be shared. He used it infinitely more. Can we trust that God could infinitely more use whatever you're dealing with today? We were at Silver Dollar City the other day, and there's, there's a privacy fence because uh, the, I think it's the Lost River. They've knocked that down, and they're rebuilding a new water thing. And it's funny to see all of us looking for the holes in the privacy fence, trying to see what they're building behind there. Sometimes God doesn't even give us a hole in the privacy fence to peek through, does he? We just have to trust. I don't know what you need to do with that today. But maybe there's no hole in the privacy fence for you to peek through and at least get a little bit of an idea like I did when I looked in there. I didn't see any water, but I could tell it's going to be a water feature. Sometimes we can't even tell what's on the other side. Just keep trusting. God will tell you. Lord Jesus, <clears throat> we thank you today for who you are. We thank you, Lord, that you love us infinitely more 
than we could even ask or imagine. We thank you, Lord, that you, can, you are using every one of us in ways that we can't even see. And we thank you, Lord, that when, you give us our, you give, when we give you our lives, you even use our pain in ways that we can't even see. Father, we thank you today that it's not just Paul that can write these words. But Father, we can live these words. So Father, today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, both in Columbus and here this morning, if there's somebody in here today that something's heavy on your heart, what could happen if you would just simply say, God, I trust you to do infinitely more than what I can see and what I can imagine? Let's stand together this morning in both locations.